Aloha and welcome to another Our Undoing Radio. My name is Jeremy Vaney, and if I neglected to mention this in a previous episode, which I may not have, but I've recorded these over such a long span of time, I don't remember what I've said. So forgive me, I'm not going back to review them. Uh, I've been using two different microphones. My normal microphone, which is the Blue Yeti, and... Uh, now I've started using the in-computer mic, so I think it sounds really good. This is it, what you're listening to right now. So let me know if you think that this sounds better or the normal microphone that I've been using season after season. I'll probably switch it up during this season and use them both, which is another clever way of saying I've probably already done that. I don't remember. I'm not going back to listen. Anyway. Let me know. Um, write to me, jeremy at ourundoing.com. And also a reminder, wherever you listen to this, whatever outlet, please, please, please leave a review. Um, I think that might be important in terms of getting this out there. Although, I've got to say, I've suddenly got a ton of listeners. <laughs> but I don't know if that's for this show or Peritopia or Wise Ask or a combination. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, leave, please do leave a review wherever you listen so that, uh, you know, whatever the magic is of al- algorithms leads to more people catching on and listening to it. Suckers. And now on with the show. Today we're going to be talking about, as the title implies or explicitly states, I suppose, past life regression. Oh yes, yes we are. And I may have dealt with this on a previous episode um, in another season. I feel like I did. But again, lazy, not going back to find it. But I'm going to definitely take it from a different angle this time than I did last. Um, but first, how did, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we get to me wanting to talk about past life regression? Well, uh, someone who has friended me on Facebook many moons ago, uh, who fancies herself a past life regressionist, um, I don't know why she would friend me, being that I am uh, adamant that hypnosis is, um, you know, creates a fantasy land from imagination and memory and uh, makes something wholly imaginative in fiction uh, when you try to retrieve memory with it. Well, imagine retrieving past life memory with it. I mean, that's even worse. So I'm no fan of past life regression. Um... But it's, again, one of these situations where somebody who claims to have read my books or heard me speak or whatever uh, doesn't actually comprehend what they're listening to or care to, probably. Like, it probably is just like, UFOs, blah, 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 things that are of my interest, blah, blah, blah. And then the actual content, the meat of what I'm saying, the importance of it, if there is such a thing, is just in one ear and out the other. All they hear are the buzzwords. And then they assume that uh, we're on the same page, right? And so we're friends. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she, you know, she's a nice person and all of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging on her in any way other than uh, that, which is par for the course with me and people in uh, these realms. But also this. Um, so she was sort of bragging. Uh, I had posted an, an article about... Uh, uh, trans people getting some form of, or retaining some form of rights in Florida. And then she was sort of bragging about talking to a trans person uh, online somewhere and telling them, 
this great magical analogy that I, I guess maybe she thinks she's the first to have come up with this, but that, um, you know, being trans essentially is no different than claiming you're another race. Like, I'm a white guy. Could I think and feel that I'm black? It's no different than that. And so she was excitedly awaiting this person's response. And it's like, uh, God, that's offensive, you know? <laughs> um, at least this was my thinking as I was reading this, is like, nobody believes they're a color, right? Like, nobody born white believes that they are secretly, you know, they should have been born a different color. And vice versa, you know, vice versa, whatever the color is, you know, insert color here. That's just not a thing. So when there are certain people who believe they fit in better with another culture and should have been born into that culture, it's the culture they're talking about. And they may feel that way. And maybe they were raised in a neighborhood or something that is predominantly in another culture that they identify with. That still doesn't make you that, right? Uh, so that's just, that's silly. Uh, however, when it comes to issues of feeling like you're a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body, I mean, we do all have um, masculine and feminine qualities to us, whether we like to admit it or not. And um, usually the ones who don't like to admit it are the ones who, you know, there's a reason they have a problem with that. <laughs> um, nevertheless, it is possible to feel that way. Right? And so now we live in a time where science has made it possible to not just cross-dress, but actually, right, like just have surgery and, and become the other, the, well, not even the other, the, the one whom you believe you truly are and whom you embrace as yourself. And I would think that that's uh, such a mind-bogglingly life-altering, perception-altering event that to want to do that to want to change out your body for another gender and all that that entails the hormone therapy and the whole thing, the surgeries and the, the, you know, the identity uh, crisis for your, maybe your friends and family even around you and all the like social persecution that goes with it, that on that basis alone, it's got to be true, right? Nobody wants that. They only want that if they truly are that. And uh, you know, it used to be like back when I was growing up, there was that movie, The Crying Game. You remember that? And uh, I know all there is to know about The Crying Game. And uh, what was that? That was like, oh, the big reveal, spoiler alert. This guy who's attracted to this girl finds out she has a penis. Dun, dun, dun. And, um, you know, what a horrible thing uh, to have to go through as the guy right? like this is what we're supposed to what so uh but now you don't even have to do that now you can have surgery and voila no penis so you would think that those people who have that prejudice against trans people would be all for it right <laughs> no it doesn't work that way i know it doesn't work that way um nevertheless you know that was just like a flare-up from a pop culture event called a movie now of course we have like uh the right wing creating a new boogeyman out of trans people so that right wingers can you know focus all of their anger and hate upon something different you know it's just like the new flavor of the month they, they got sick of black people 
gays they had to kind of accept for a while because they knew gay people. Uh, now, so where do you focus your hate and anger? It ain't going to be on fat white guys, I'll tell you that much. So it, it, a winner is you, trans. But as a result, of course, trans people are being murdered and tortured in this country by, pe by their fellow neighbors and citizens and having their rights taken away. Essentially, they're trying to be erased uh, through the law, through the system, and of course being persecuted personally, depending on where they live and how many prejudiced people are around them with, uh, you know, n no or little, or so they think, ramifications for beating or killing someone of that ilk. Um, so all of this is to say, that's kind of what is wrapped up in what I'm thinking she's thinking, and um, what she claims she was thinking, though, is that trans people um, are just like those who believe that they're another race or wish that they were, in that because she's a past life regression therapist, she's heard, she's even, she's put under trans people. She's put under people of different races. She's put under people of different genders and sexualities and all of it. And they all remember past lives of being other types of people, right? Being other races, being not the gender that they are now and not the sexual preference, if that's the right word, or... Uh, I don't like that because it sounds like a choice, but uh, that's what we've got. So whatever it is in the past life, it doesn't matter. It's not what they are now necessarily. Uh, and therefore, we all have each other in us in that way, right? Like we're all just taking turns being from one another's race and gender. Um, and so I guess she's saying that's kind of the way she meant her comment. And the only way we came to this place of understanding this about what she was saying is that my wife, Carol, had a minor exchange with her just because Carol is Chinese. And she was like, listen, you don't know what it's like to be, you know, of that culture, of that race. You don't know what it's like to go through life as that. You don't know what it's like to be persecuted as that. You may have an imagination about it, but you don't really know. And she was saying, well, that, that then she got into her past life thing. But it can't just be like an explanation of the past life thing, the, re the regression thing. It has to be long-winded, you know, word salad jumbly stuff just to get to that one point, which is like, if you put people under regression hypnosis, they retrieve past lives that may be and probably are different from what they are now and who they are now, obviously. And therefore, we're all one. And so you may think that you're uh, a woman in a man's body, but you're just, what, reliving a past life trauma or you've got some sort of identification with a past life as that gender kind of thing. Uh, now, again, it's kind of silly and toxic to me to say things like that um, and, and mean them. <laughs> uh, and where Carol left it, where there was like, okay, you obviously don't understand what I'm saying, so I'm going to shut up now. 
And then she, the the other person, had just basically like erased her posts, and they're all gone now. So it's as if the conversation never happened. But I digress or regress. There's the obvious point that I probably did make on whatever other episode I talked about regression therapy, which is about hypnosis itself, that it doesn't really, uh, it's not good at retrieving memory, which I've said here too. There's all of that. All of, so, but if I do take it on its own terms, if I forget that I know that, and I just look at this idea of past lives, this idea of uh, identifying with a past life or something that happened in a past life that maybe I'm unconscious of, but it affects me anyway. Um, please, if I am wrong about this, Hindus, uh, say something. Buddhists, say something. But I'm pretty sure that at least in, in the Hindu uh, culture and, and maybe even Buddhist, there's this thing called karma, which is from mostly it's from this life too you're you're always accruing it but you've got this past life karma and i think these past life regression therapists the therapy part you know besides the parlor trick of like reliving a past life and oh isn't that exciting is getting rid of that karma getting rid of those attachments to whatever mistakes whatever fears whatever 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 happened in those past lives getting rid of that so that you may move on a new and free person and that's all well and good, except it doesn't work because life doesn't work that way because of this whole we continue to accrue karma thing. And actually, this is going to tie into a couple of the, the first two episodes of the next season of Wise Ask, which if you have the Wisdom app, uh, you can go listen to them already. I, I recorded them already live. Um, but I will release them on this, this podcast feed, uh, whenever I accrue enough, uh, episodes to warrant a season. <laughs> but anyway, this will sort of tie into that in a way. Um, and you'll see if you've heard it or planning on listening to it, this idea again of, of being attached to, uh, or having developed karma from your previous lives and then wanting to get rid of that so that you can wipe the slate clean. I'm not going to say there's not something to that, but I am going to say it ain't the end-all be-all. I mean, the assumption in this context of like assuming that a, a, a trans person is trans because they over-identify with a gender that they were in a previous life it may sound like, duh, <laughs> to a past-life regression person, but it's, it's really more like, duh, to anyone else. Uh, and to me, for this specific reason, let me, let, me, let me go here with this. How about this? An example. And I've talked about this on the show. Uh, I have, um, I'll just briefly say, when I was in eighth grade, I got this Mormon, this Mormon book that was free called The Power for Living that I got off the TV because my grandma, who was not a Mormon, was Christian, and so this was Christian, and it was free from the TV, so I got it for her as a gift, because I was a little kid, and I thought, oh, here you go, Grandma. But in this book, The Power for Living, there is this prayer where you can give yourself over to Jesus, and I don't remember how it goes, but it's probably something like, Jesus, here you go, amen. 
Um, and I read it a bunch of times and I felt silly doing it. I was alone in the living room and reading this to myself and I felt stupid. And then I kept reading it. The more I read it, the more I tried to mean it because I wanted to get over the embarrassment, even though I was alone, of just reading this thing that is silly and tee. And eventually I actually deeply meant it. I gave myself over to Jesus through this prayer. I want it out, <laughs> I guess. And I had to go, I don't know if I heard the washing machine go off in the basement, but I know that I had to go check the laundry. So I put the book down. I went out the door, went to check the laundry, and all of a sudden, I doubled over. Um, I think I fell to my knees, but I definitely doubled over, grabbing my gut, like, feeling as though it was a physiological feeling from the gut spreading out full-bodied of this bliss of, like, it felt as though, even then, not even, like, upon reflection, but then, at the, in the moment, it felt like, as a little kid, like, whatever my sins were, uh, were wiped away. Clean slate. That's what it felt like. Like it was full-bodied bliss and cleansing and forgiveness. Of course, I was a kid, so how many really bad sins could I have accrued to have warranted this? So I did actually think, like, um, at some point, not then, but at some, some point, that could this be past lives? Did I have my past life karma wiped out? And maybe I did. Let's say I did. Um, now, first of all, I got to reiterate from what I probably said on the previous program, I ain't a Mormon. I'm no Christian. I think that uh, I could have seriously, authentically given my life over to a chair or a desk or a pen or a duck <laughs> or anything. And if I, it's the act of sincerity and honesty of meaning it that cleanses you. It's so I think that's what it is. And the trick of religion is going, oh, this happens when you do this. Let's attach it to our icon. <laughs> and then people will start believing in the icon. Um, but there's a catch here. And the catch is I felt blissed out and great for a number of weeks. And then slowly but surely normality crept back in and I became, you know, the same old Jeremy creature that, you know that you know and love now. Um, so does it wipe away all of that karma? It sure does feel like it. But nevertheless, you as a, a jerk persist. Or at least I'll say me. I as a jerk persisted. You still have problems. They still compound themselves. You still make mistakes. You still do things wrong on purpose. You still connive. You still manipulate. You know, all the stuff that we do. And you end up right back still feeling, um, I mean, later in life, I was depressed enough to feel suicidal, right? So it doesn't matter that it wiped away my past life stuff. What's happening now is the point. And I guarantee you it is this way with past life regression. Sure, you, put, you know, let's interview these people who've had their past karmas swept away through the magic of hypnosis and see where they are, I don't know, 10 years later. I bet their lives are still in some form of turmoil because turmoil is kind of what this mind does. It's what this mind is. So much so that, I mean, I, I'd, I've spoken about, and I spoke about it on one of those Wise Ask shows as well, the time that I, again, doubled over, just feeling the feelings of the person who's in front of me, who is this young woman 
who was a bratty jerk to me. She was not a good person. I couldn't stand her. But we were in a store together. She walked in and she just like brushed past me. And I, it was as if I felt all of her, all of her feelings, all of why she is the way she is. Not the specifics. I didn't get a ping on a memory of like, oh, this is how you were abused to become this way. But it was more like her emotional turmoil was my emotional turmoil. And I felt so awful and so like full-bodied um, compassion and sympathy for her all in that one moment that I couldn't hate her anymore. And if you extrapolate that out, if I could have those experiences about everybody, right? I should, because we're all this inner turmoil being masked by our acting out toward other people and toward ourselves. In fact, I do it too, so there's that. Uh, but it's not enough. It's not sustained. It's not, it's not a stage upon which we live because we are always, after these experiences, coming back to ourselves. So it's the coming back to ourselves part that's the problem. <laughs> and in, in, in my life, this has no bigger example than the I am experience. After the great I am experience of seeing and being the universe poof into existence out of nothing and knowing that that nothingness is consciousness and all of this physical manifestation is oneness expressing as otherness because the only way oneness can express that is different than one is two, is three, is four. Um, nothingness is consciousness per se, and what is nothingness doing being? What is it necessarily being? All things. Um, and, and delighting in riding through the things of the toy box that is its own mind. Uh, because one of those aspects, again, of the I am experience as I was seeing through various, uh, what you would call objects, you know, hot rock hurling through space, ocean, trees, sun, seeing through the quote-unquote eyes of these organic compounds and beings and stuff, I was also seeing through the non-existent eyes of spirit, which is more like a smile on the wind, <laughs> rushing through all of creation and just like a living roller coaster, blissed out living roller coaster, just enjoying being this. Um, I experienced all of that at once. And then when I poof, snapped out of it and, um, and came back to normal, I had the, the impression at least of having a choice. Do I want to live on that as a stage? Or do I want to not? Do I want to come back to normal and remain normal? Now, is that a real choice? I don't know. But it felt like a real choice in the moment. And I chose to be me. Uh, because I didn't know what being that could look like uh, as you go forward in society. <laughs> like, you know, I'm living in New York. I have roommates. <laughs> They're comedians. <laughs> what do I become? <laughs> so, you know, like... How do I communicate with people? Would I just look like I was mentally ill? You know, like, how do you function? I didn't know the answer to these things. So I could be that and risk it. Or uh, I could come back to normal and talk about it. 
And so I chose normal. And when you come back to normal, I guess this is a part of this that I have not talked about really or focused in on, but when you come back to normal, uh, part of the reason, at least, and maybe it's a false choice. Again, maybe there is no choice. If you're in time, you're going to be a being of time. So that's it. You're going to be you. But it feels like there's a choice. But it really, authentically, I think there was a choice. If I had, if I were pressed on the issue, I'd say there was a choice. But I would say that the choosing to be me seems like an easier task because you know yourself as also that, right? Like you know that this tiny, you're now this tiny aspect of this larger being, period, full stop. And we all are. And you know that. You know that from experience, not from books, not from some guru or something. You know that in the core of you because that's what you are and you can't not know what you are now. And because of that, it's easy to see coming back to normal Meaning, and this is something that we've probably all read, like the enlightened person is forever enlightened. That you are forever, yeah, yeah, you're back to normal, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not really back to normal, I'm better. Right? Like, sure, I'm still Jeremy, but eh, not really. That's more of just sort of a puppet persona that's masking this Jesus-y character who's the real authentic me. Uh, because how could I not be that? I just, I am this. But the fact is, coming back to normal means you do come back to normal. It means, and it doesn't all happen at once. Again, it's a slow degradation. <laughs> back to being, you know, the jerk. The difference is, and I have talked about this uh, elsewhere, it, it's like all of your personal baggage that that doesn't exist for you anymore still wants to because it's your person your persona and your personality are these baggages right and so they haunt you like ghosts they're there and you're perpetually aware of them so you can't really like fall back asleep asleep but you can be one eye open which is still half asleep uh and so you know you can be tormented. You could, uh, like, this is why I think people who come back from being blissed out don't want to leave that. And so they become sort of psychotic or they become like wide-eyed. Ah, everything is, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And it's like, no, no, you just don't want to let go of the state you visited. You want to pretend that you're living on that stage. And so it is. You can become, quote unquote, God, even and still come back and even though your your karmas and your psychological baggages and your whatever have in fact legitimately burned away or been understood and dealt with they can still haunt you like ghosts <laughs> because something of you this echo this uh this well in computer terms i don't know what would it be a cookie still exists in you um and if you aren't careful those things could reseed themselves and you could you could be like a field of weeds again. I guess that's what it is. If you are a, a weed patch and you are carefully have plucked out all the weeds, if you're not careful, the seeds in the ground can still sprout up more weeds. Now, yeah, sure, you did away with all the weeds, but you didn't do away with the seeds. Those seeds are always going to be there. There's going to be no end to those seeds. 
Um, it's just a matter of, do you give them life or not? And one of the ways that we can give them life is by not acknowledging this. Plucking the weeds, not acknowledging the seeds within ourselves, and before you know it, they've grown into us, and we don't know it. We think that we're fine, and we look like we're nuts to everybody else, because we are. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, but in any event, to tie this back to the trans thing, if you were to burn away all of your past life trauma and karma and attachments and all of that, do you honestly think that you would just wake up and be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not a woman. I really am a man that wasn't a man's body. I, I shouldn't have gotten that surgery. I mean, she claimed she just put trans people under hypnosis. Did that happen? I didn't hear that part of it. I'm going to assume it didn't. Because these karmas and whatnot, you know, they may nag at you, but they're not the full-throated... Like, we want everything to be... We want every answer to just be one answer, right? We want everything to just boil down to this one thing that we can just do away with. But the truth is, we're a whole amalgamation of crappy stuff, from bad parenting to bad society to bad things, if, if it's true about past lives, then bad things we've done in past lives to the bad things we're doing right now. Um... There's a whole bunch of bad, <laughs> right? So uh, dealing with one doesn't erase all the other stuff that's going on. So if you just extrapolate that out, there is no like full-throated identification with a prior life that you can do away with and then it informs whether you're trans gay, bisexual, any more than it informs whether you're African-American, Greek, whatever. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Um, let's, not, let's not pretend that, that that isn't, you know, our impulse to try to put all of our eggs in one basket isn't like just a product of the society that we live in, which is like, we've got your new miracle cure-all. Like, that's the society we live in, is the constant promotion of the one miracle cure-all. And then it becomes the new and improved miracle cure-all, now with less side effects. Like not curing anything and death. Right? <laughs> and then, cut to a couple years later, forget that cure-all, this is the cure-all. And none of them are ever the cure-all. But that's the society we live in, we want that cure-all. So... Past life regression ain't that cure-all. Going to see a shrink ain't that cure-all. And indeed, should you so choose, <laughs> complete death of self is uh, not that cure-all. But I think at least with the death of self, there at least appears to be the choice. The problem is, what if I made the other choice? I mean, if the choice is real... This was something that Jeff Ritzman used to say to me on Paratopia, which is, would I have just died? Like, can you actually live in time and be timeless being? 
Now, I maintain that you can, but I certainly don't know that from experience. But it seems to me that it would be no different than being a siphon of truth or being, uh, you know, while the body is alive and the psychological construct that formerly was a projection of the body is now uh, running not on brain-body juice, but on truth, on timelessness, that non-duality, timelessness, that consciousness becomes the self-aware consciousness of the body. But then you got to wonder, is that any different than actual death? And then, like in the future, you know, several lives from now, is some new douchebag incarnation of you going to remember that? And then cry? And then kill himself because he could never live up to who he just was? Ah, the turmoil, you know? Eh, better not. Just, just don't do hypnosis.